0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. If you weren't here this weekend, this is an important thing about this feast season. It it concludes this Sunday with Tabernacles. It's a great Celebration Sunday. It's gonna be awesome. Gonna be talking about uh, the return of the Lord and the rapture, very, very exciting. You're gonna see things I guarantee you, you haven't seen before but tabernacles when we're celebrating god with man and god dwelling with man it's a real kind of celebration festive occasion it's also one of the feasts along with first fruits that's resurrection sunday and pentecost okay where god says this do we have that scripture up there he says look three times a year you're men that's family F- means family unit, it's patriarch society back then, and so it means women too. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose. Look, at the festival of unleavened bread, okay, that is Resurrection Sunday, the festival of weeks, that's Pentecost Sunday, and look at this: the festival of tabernacles. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Do we have that? Yeah, empty handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. Listen, this is one of these times where there is what I call power in the pattern. How many of you know if God calls you to do something, if there's appointed a point in time for you to give, how many of you know there's a heavenly connection to that? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe that God is going to really, really bless you. You can ask my staff this today. We, were, we gathered for about four, four and a half hours. Boy, we prayed for this offering. And man, I'm telling you, we believe that there's going to be a supernatural return. We don't give to get, but here's what we know. We know that God wants to show his people That he's serious about these kingdom patterns and that he's serious about blessing you when you put him first and you honor him with your finances and you obey the word. Amen. So can I just pray right now that we would just pray and and see what God wants us to give this Sunday. If you're not going to be here uh, this Sunday, you can give it tonight. If you're giving online, we want everyone to participate. So just write on the offering envelope, I'm giving this, but I'm giving online. I'm giving when I get paid next week. This is a family thing. And so we would just want to all participate, put appear before me, not empty handed. So even if you're giving online or when you get paid next week or something, just put an offering as, as, a, as a sign of participation. So you're not empty as a sign of participation. Hey, here's what I'm, I'm giving and, and pray for me and, and so on and so forth. Amen. So I'm going to pray right now. And let's just ask God to speak to us. I believe God will speak to you really quick if we tune in. Father, i just ask you right now to speak to us as to what to give in obedience to this scripture, Lord, this, this weekend. Lord, we thank you. Your sheep know your voice. And God, we're gonna be obedient. We're gonna bring an offering. And Lord, we are gonna experience the blessing that comes with that, Lord. It's so awesome that we can give to you and honor you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Awesome, okay, are y'all ready? Well, you better get ready. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna unpack a few things about tonight. Then this is gonna be really good. I'm gonna read, we've never done this in church before. I'm gonna read a prayer of confession where as a church family, we're gonna do what the Bible calls corporate repentance, okay? How many of you know the Bible says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed? Jesus taught us what? What, Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, right? And so this, on this Day of Atonement, the Day of Atonement is really about kind of a, a it's, it's, it's a day of repentance. It's a day of reflection. It's a day of, Lord, have, have I wronged my brother, Lord, is there something in me? Is, is there something that I need to get right? Lord, if I've been speaking negative words against my boss, against my uh, uh, authorities, the, the, the term uh, uh, Yom Kippur, that, that word, um, it actually another, uh, uh, what they call it is they call it the day of covering, where we, re- we wanna make sure that we're in full alignment and under the covering of the Lord, come on, under the blessing, its covering of the church, where we, we talked about uh, being undercover, we talked about spiritual authority and, and working as one as a, as a, as a church today and in our, in our staff gathering. So that's what really um, um, Yom Kippur is about as we honor Jesus as our atoning sacrifice. But our part is, okay, God, am I in any unholy agreements? Lord, have I, um, have I made vows? You know, I'll never do this again. Or you know, you swear to yourself or you swear to someone else. You know, Jesus says, let your yes be yes or your no be no. Anything more than that is from the evil one. You don't have the power to make one hair on your head black or white. I know some of you wish you would or could. <laughs> Want to change that hair color, but you can't. Why? Because watch, when we do that kind of stuff, what we're doing is we're saying, Lord, we're gonna, we're gonna be good of our own willpower. So what happens is when you get tempted, what happens is instead of humbling yourself and say, Lord, I'm in a moment of weakness. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. God, help me. Lead me out of this temptation. Instead of humbling yourself before the Lord, you know what you do? You go and you say, no, I made a vow. No, I made a promise. That'll never. You need to get free from that. The promise you broke to yourself, the promise you broke to your spouse, the promise you broke to other people, God wants to free you from that tonight. So we're gonna do... We're going to go into some corporate repentance, okay? So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for tonight. Lord, as we, uh, as we celebrate, Lord, the, the ending of the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, God, I just thank you that you're going to speak to us, that you're going to visit us tonight. I thank you for all the people that are going to get free and healed. In Jesus' name, and everybody said Amen. So 10 days ago, the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, symbolizing the return of the Lord. 10 days later, this is the appointed time, the Day of Atonement, and this is where we are. First of all, when Jesus returns, it's kind of twofold. He comes for his church. That's what the Bible calls the rapture. Then he returns with his church to judge the world. And what we've been talking about is, is kind of from Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets, this 10 days of all until now. This is a time where, you, man, you just, you want to reflect. You want to be sober-minded. You want to make sure you got everything uh, right. Uh, you know, you want to, you want to re- repent of stuff or, you know, get out of promises or vows or unholy agreements, all that kind of stuff. You just want to, you just want to clean things up. Can I have a good Amen. Because you want to be, watch, on the right side of judgment. Now, I want to be really clear, and we're going to look at this. Listen, your sins are forgiven by Jesus, okay? You're saved by grace. You're not saved by works. Your sins are forgiven by Jesus. But did you know this? When you're speaking negative words against someone, when you have unholy agreements or and those kind of things, do you know that you have reaped judgment on yourself? Come on you're reaping judgment in the sense that you're not able to experience the fullness of the freedom that God has for you, okay? Listen to me, young people. I'm telling you this right now. One of the things, it's, it's not popular, it's not what you see, it's not what's going on in our culture, and I know there's a lot of bad examples of authority, but I'm telling you, our God is a God of authority, and regardless of the person, we need to learn how, watch, to honor our authorities, not speak evil of our authorities, okay, because the office is an office of authority, and authority is from God. And many times the way that we get offended, and the many times the way that we start speaking and cursing and and getting just, just all kind of bad things coming out of our mouth, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Listen, when those words are coming out and you're making promises to yourself and I'll never do this and I'll never do that for him and she never and I'm never, you just, these are all these vows. We've got to break those. Come on, we got to get free. We got to understand that we live in a fallen world And we live in a broken world, but you know, we have wholeness in Jesus. And just because we were hurt in the past, we're not going to let the past filter our future. We're going to learn to forgive. We're going to learn how to be humble. We're going to learn how to take ownership. We're going to learn how to let our words be a source of blessing and not cursing. We're going to learn how to be trees of good fruit and not bad fruit. Can somebody say amen? amen? So the atonement is about this, or the day of atonement, it's about recognizing our atonement. Let me read you some scriptures. Here, Jesus, our atoning sacrifice. Look at this. Hebrews 9, 11 through 14 says, but Christ came as the high priest of good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place. Look, once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer heifer, sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ? Everybody say the blood of Jesus. How much more shall the blood of Christ, look, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So back under the old covenant, what would happen is once a year on the day of atonement, the high priest would go into the holy of holies. Okay, this was once a year. Okay, there were two goats offered. One for Yahweh as the atoning sacrifice, right? And then there was a scapegoat that carried the sins outside of the camp back to where they belong for the purification of the people and for the tabernacle, or you could say the camp, the house of God. Are you following me? Okay, but watch, that priest... Since he was a human like you and me, guess what? He had to offer those sacrifices for his own sins. And when that scapegoat would go off, it would remind them: okay, the sins are going back there, but guess what? Now the new year's starting over. Yes, we're we're cleansed now, but you know what? We got a whole nother year. We're gonna have to do this over and over and over again. It reminded them that it wasn't fulfilled, it wasn't complete. And a lot of that with the the typology we see here is that the high priest himself was a sinner and had to offer sacrifice for himself. And he would go in that Holy of Holies and he would, there would be the Ark of the Covenant, the Ten Commandments inside the Ark. There was the cherub their wings would there. And they, what he would do is he would sprinkle blood over what's called the mercy seat. Now there was no seat there. The reason that's called the mercy seat is guess what? Because when he would go in there and sprinkle that blood, guess what? The presence of God. It's really, if you look in the Hebrew, it's like the throne of grace where mercy comes forth. That's why Hebrew says, let us go boldly before what? The throne of grace, okay? And so it, 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 that mercy seat, he would, uh, he would do that. God would come down and they would receive mercy for their sins. They would be purified, all, all that kind of stuff, okay? So watch this. Here's what this scripture says. Guess what? Jesus He's perfect. He was God Himself. Jesus, what he did, he died as the sacrifice. Come on. He died as the goat. He he who knew no sin became sin for us. That's why he's not a lamb, he's a goat in this one. He died as the goat. He became the sin for us. He became cursed on the cross for us, even though he knew no sin. Watch this, the blood of Jesus was shed and then as the scapegoat, what did Jesus do? He took our sins, what did he do with those sins? He took our sins, what, down to hell? Remember, he descended into hell. He showed up in the wilderness, the wilderness where they would send the scapegoat out. The scapegoat would not die, he would just carry the sins off in the wilderness, taking the sins outside of the camp. They, he, he wouldn't die. The wilderness represented the domain of evil, hell where the fallen angels and, and, and hell and all of evil and sin, what Jesus did, he went down to hell with our sins, guess what, and he put them right back where they belong, down in hell. And he said, I just want to let all you Devils and demons know in case you thought my crucifixion changed anything for you. Oh, it didn't. All it did was seal your doom. I'm leaving the sins of my people right here back where they belong. And watch, he rose from the grave. He ascended in, look, he ascended into heaven far above all principalities. He went right here. Are you following me? Guess what he did? He went into the heavenly, holy of holies. You can read about this. Here, go to Hebrews 9, 28. Look at this. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Here's what this is talking about. The earthly copies... Tabernacle, Holy of Holies, all this kind of stuff. The high priest, those earthly copies, those four dim foreshadows. They could, it could happen with the blood of bulls, bulls and goats, and all that. But not when we get in to eternal salvation. Not when we get into forgiveness once and for all. He says the heavenly things have to have a better sacrifice. That's Jesus. For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands. This is where Jesus is tonight. I'm going to show you this. He has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true. Look, but into where? Heaven himself. Now to appear in the presence of God for who? Appear in the presence of God for us. Look, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He then would have had to suffer Often, since, uh, suffer often, many times since the foundation of the world, but now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. He is the high priest. He is the scapegoat. He is the goat that was the lamb that was slain for Yahweh. He's the high priest. He's the sacrifice. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the lamb. He's our salvation. He's our covenant. He's our sanctification. He's our atonement. He's our reconciliation. He is our redemption. He is Jesus. Look at this. Verse 27, right? What are we talking about the atonement? We wanna be on the right side of judgment. Judgment is coming to this world. Look, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear, come on, a second time apart from sin for salvation. That's what we're talking about this Sunday. I'm telling you, you don't wanna miss it. But here's what this says. This says that Jesus, and you can look these up, we don't have, because we gotta get to communion. Just write down Hebrews 10, 11 through 25. How many of you know pastor's learning how to summarize some of his 15 scriptures tonight? Hebrews 10, 11, 25, right? That's another component of this. But here's what Jesus, here's where he is tonight. That's why we're lining up with the heavenly pattern, okay? So Jesus went to the heavens. As the high priest without sin, right? His blood was shed. He went to the heavenly ark of the covenant in the holy of holies. Guess what? And sprinkled his blood there. Watch before the throne, before the mercy seat. And now guess what? Every time when you come to God, when you confess, when you repent, when someone comes to God, you know what that blood says? Not guilty, not guilty. Forgiven, forgiven, reconciled, redeemed, not guilty. That blood, that one sacrifice once and for all time, it washes away all sin. And you want to know the other thing about the word uh, kapoor, Yom kapur? it means like ransom or like how we would say like hush money. Okay? You know why? Watch this. You know what the blood of Jesus did? It shut up the devil. It hushed him up. He has no accusation against you now. What that, what, what, it was, what? Jesus' life was the ransom for you. When he tries to accuse you, the blood of Jesus says, no, no, I paid for this one. This one belongs to me. They don't belong to you, devil! Shut up! Y'all are making me excited. This Sunday is, I'm telling you, this Sunday is going to be awesome. So let me show you where we're going, okay? So we know we have the blood of Jesus forgiven. He is our atoning sacrifice. He has reconciled us to God and one another. but, But look at this, okay? So that's from salvation, right? But let's look at this now relationally with God and with one another. So we're forgiven eternally from a salvation standpoint, amen, Amen. from a heaven standpoint. But now let's talk about our lives on earth. We wanna experience as much heaven on this earth as we can, right? This is why when Jesus taught us to pray, remember this, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. I like that word debt, it goes with ransom. Jesus paid your debt. Jesus paid for your sins. And because he did that, he calls you what? To forgive others. To let their debts go. Yeah? Not because they deserve it. Not because they were a good person. Not because they don't deserve justice. Just remember this about justice and judgment. Listen, someone, if they don't come to Jesus, I can promise you this, justice will be served. It might not be served in this life, but I guarantee you it will be served in the next. I guarantee you every idle word men will give an account on the day of judgment. He is a God of justice. That's why he had to, his his own son had to be slain. Justice for sin had a payment. Can you thank Jesus for making that payment for you? So we're about to do this, look, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Do you notice how temptation, and you could say being in bondage, is connected to forgiveness and forgiving others, releasing others. Come on. See how those are tied together there? Look at this. James 5:16: "Therefore confess your sins one to another, and pray for one another that you may be healed." Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. This is what we're about to do as a church right now, okay? And what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to read. We've never done this before. I'm going to read this and then we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper. Because before we come to the Lord's table, it is a time of reflection and repentance. It's a time that we want to make sure we have things right, not only with God, but guess what, with one another. If there's any unforgiveness towards someone else, if there's any prejudice, if there's any pride, God, what God will do in this time, he will shine his light on that, and he'll bring you to a place of repentance. And as a church, what we're going to do, okay, I'm going to walk you, this is actually... A a day of atonement. This is designed for believers. A day of atonement. It's a confession, a corporate confession. How many of you know confession is good for the soul? Confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. I think sometimes we think that's like personally. Like, let me tell you all my faults. I mean, yes, you need to be vulnerable and share your weaknesses, and there's counseling and things like that, and accountability, and a close friend and all that. But a lot of times what that means is what we're about to do now. Corporately, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna confess our faults one to another because at the end of the day, it might, the, the, the actual act might look different, but the root's always the same, isn't it? And we've all sinned. And as Jesus taught us to pray daily in the Our Father, forgive us our sins as what? We forgive those who sin against us. So here's what I'm gonna ask us to do. I'm gonna ask us to all stand up I'm gonna ask the worship team to go ahead and come up. Are y'all ready for this? Young people, I need you, y'all to hear me here and lead the way here. This is so, so important. This is not only a confession, but it's a prayer. It's the power of the spoken word. And we're gonna get cleansed, we're gonna get free. I'm telling you right now, there's a supernatural anointing in this room for unforgiveness to break off your life. Many of you, I'm speaking this prophetically. I'm speaking this prophetically right now. Many of you are suffering, not many, some of you are suffering from sickness because there is an expectation. It's called an inner vow that wasn't God's expectation for you or your life. It was the own one, your own that you set on your life. And God's saying he's releasing you from that. He's forgiven you. And, the, and, and we, we've got to let, you you can't let the past dictate your future. you got to let the past be your past. Can I have a good amen? So, so the worship team, this is different. So follow me here. I'm going to read, okay? There's a lot of sins here. We did this together as a staff, man, and it was just powerful. I mean, I was reading these sins, and then, you know, you read one, you're like, ooh, I think I did that one yesterday, It's good for cleansing of the soul. This is the day. This is the type of day to do this. So I'm going to read it. So for example, the first one says, for the sin, it says, Lord, we repent for the sin we have committed against you willingly or under compulsion. Then I'm going to say, watch, we repent. And when I say that, you repeat after me and say, we repent. Is everybody following me? Okay, so I'll read it. I'll say, we repent, and then you repeat and say, we repent. Listen, this is true repentance. We're not just reading words here. This is in the presence of the Lord, and we're going to do this together as a family. Amen? Lord, for the sin we have committed against you willingly or under compulsion, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by hardening our hearts, we repent. repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by acting without thinking, we repent. repent. Lord, for the sin we've committed against you by speaking perversely, we we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you through sexual impurity, We repent. repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you secretly and openly, and for the sin we have committed against you knowingly and deceitfully, we we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by offensive speech, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by wronging our neighbor, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by lewd association, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by spurning parents and teachers, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you in presumption or in error, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by violence, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by profaning your name, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by unclean speech and foolish talk, we repent. Lord, for the sin we committed against you, knowingly and unknowingly, and and from the evil meditations of the heart, we repent. For all these sins, O Lord Jesus, forgive us and pardon us. Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We're not done. For the sin we have committed against you by denying and lying we repent. For the sin we have committed against you by bribery we we repent. For the sin we have committed against you by scoffing and by slander we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you in our business dealings we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you in eating and drinking, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by arrogance and pride, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by speaking gossip and slandering our neighbor, we repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by wanton glances and a lustful eye. We repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you with haughty eyes. We repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by rejecting responsibility. We repent. Lord, for the sin we have committed against you by envy, we repent. Amen. For the sin we have committed against you by levity, we repent. Amen. For the sin we have committed against you by running to do evil, we repent. Amen. For the sin we have committed against you by lying and talebearing, we repent. Amen. This is an important one here. For the sin we have committed against you by vain oaths and unholy words, we repent. For the sin we have committed against you by hatred and anger without a cause, we repent. For the sin we have committed against you by breach of trust and for the sin we have committed against you with confusion of mind, we repent. we repent. For all these sins, O oh God of forgiveness, forgive us and pardon us in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Now repeat this. Yeah, yeah, repeat this after me. Say this. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. God of forgiveness my atoning sacrifice, Lord, forgive us, pardon us, cleanse us, and sanctify us to yourself. We thank you for your blood that has atoned for our sins in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Come on, can you give God a hand? Come on, one more time, give God a big hand. As I I pray this, I'm gonna ask those that are serving communion, I'm gonna ask y'all to come up here right now, but I wanna just speak this over you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak, Lord, your word says if we confess our sins to one another, we will be healed. Confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. Lord, as we have confessed tonight, I declare and speak healing over your people right now. Every area, mind, body, and soul. Lord, I thank you that as we take the bread tonight, healing's going to come into our body. I thank you as we drink the juice tonight. Lord, it's, it's, life is going to come into our emotions, into our body, Lord. We thank you for the cup of blessing that we're about to participate. Let me have that. Okay. Everyone just look up here. Do you see? See this bread. This bread was made without yeast. Just as Jesus walked this earth without sin. You see how this bread is pierced. If you can see the holes in it. This represents how our Lord was pierced. His body was broken. You can see how the bread has these it's like scars right here. It's like stripes. I want you to know that because the Lord's body was pierced, you're forgiven. I want you to know that by his stripes you were healed. I want you to know because he because he was sinless because he was justified, come on, by your faith in him you are now justified. So watch, here's what tonight is about. This is Jesus body, he said Take and eat, do this in remembrance of me, okay? So we're his body, right? We're all the body of Christ. So we're gonna break this bread. We're all eating from the body of the Lord. That's what it represents, but watch. His body was broken for us So that our body, the corporate body could be whole, could be one. Does the Bible say we're one in Jesus, right? So even though this bread is broken, when we all partake of this same bread, just think about it, it goes down in you, guess what? Then through the spirit, because we're all connected to the Lord through the same spirit, I'm connected to the Lord through the same spirit that you're connected to the Lord. Do you see how all of a sudden the body comes back together? This is when we remember him, it's a remembering. Take the different parts and members of the body, remember it, put it back together. So during this time, listen, what Matthew 5 says, if there's something you need to get right with someone, maybe they're in this room, maybe they're not, but you just make sure what the Bible says, you know, when you come to the altar, before you come to the altar, if you have something against somebody, get it right. Maybe that person doesn't even live here, they're far away, but you know you need to call and say, I'm sorry, or something like that. Can I have a good amen? You know what I'm talking about. You just need to settle that with the Lord. Say, Lord, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll call them this weekend. You, we just, we, we, we wanna do this right. This is not works. You know what this is? I just want maximum blessing, You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with how much God loves you. He loves you the same no matter what. But man, I want to experience the fullness of the oneness in Jesus and his power and the blessing. Amen? Amen. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I bless and consecrate this bread. Lord, is your body that was broken for us? Lord, we're all one. We're all equal at the foot of the cross. Every person, God, every single one of us are so important, have equal value in your eyes. We are all family, we are all your children. So God, we consecrate this, ble- this bread as your body that was broken for us. And Lord, we consecrate the juice as your blood that was shed for us. The atoning sacrifice that ransomed us, that forgives us, that cleanses us. Lord, as we partake tonight, May our bodies be healed and may our body, the church family, be healed and whole and one in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.